good morning and welcome to week one of church in the wild. I got excited when I heard that music came out. I was like, let's go, we're ready, we made it. Hey, man, I missed you guys. I haven't been able to speak to you guys in two weeks. I've been sitting um, and watching, and well, the for week one, I got to sit and lay, I was laying in bed actually. I was in um, Utah and um, two hours before, and I was laying in my bed just listening and watching the service. I mean, I just love, 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 love hearing Diana's dad speaking to our church. I was with a friend of mine the other day, and he was saying, man, I've watched, I, I was able to share your, your father-in-law's message with my friend, and I've listened to it twice already, and they listened to it twice already. Man, God is really using that word to speak to me, and then last week I got to sit on the second row and listen to Pastor Clint teach us last week. I love, love, love listening to him teach to us, and and man, the word that he challenged us with, man, so, so, so powerful. And so I've got a word for you today that I think is going to help you. We're starting a brand new series today called Church, Church in the Wild. We're starting a new message called Church in the Wild. I'm going to have you bring me down just a little bit in case, I, in case I start yelling. But here's what I believe. Here's what we believe, I believe, we believe. We believe that God has called us to be a church in the wild and that our time is right now. We were made for this moment and we all have a part to play what we do today, it affects tomorrow. We believe, I believe, we should all believe that we have what it takes. We are the church in the wild. I want to help you get excited today. And hopefully it will go into next week. It will go into the week after. But we are a church in the wild. Now you might be saying, if we're not in the wild west. We're not in, sub, we're not in Africa. We're not in the middle, uh, middle of, the, of the mountains. Or we're just in Winter Garden in Florida. But as I was sitting back and listening to all the... Um, all the people on the news, listen to you guys talk, listen to all of us talk. And I really kind of, God really kind of put in my heart was this. When we came out of COVID, I'm like, yo, we are going back into the wild. God just put that in my heart. He's like, we are going back into the, we're going back into the wild. And I really couldn't get that word out of my spirit. Man, we are going back into the wild. And so I realized this, if we're called to be the church that God's called us to be, we're going to have to be a church that goes out into the wild. We can't sit in our homes. If you're watching today, it's okay that you are in your home. But we can't sit back in our homes or we can't go to work and keep our mouth silent. We can't go to, we can't go to the grocery store and keep our mouth silent. We, gotta, we have a message that God's put in our heart. The Bible says we're supposed to go out to all the world and share the good news. As a church, we've, we're called to love all people at all times and all places. And that's our mission. Our vision is to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We're supposed to go out in the wild and do that. I'm not supposed to sit in my house or... Gabe's living with me for a couple weeks. He moves out soon, praise God. And uh, I'm kidding. Um, and here's the reason why I want him to move out is that he, we, we, we have a ping pong table. And I'm getting tired of, I'm getting tired of losing to him, to be honest with you. Like, I, I get a game in. I think he might be giving me a game. I don't know if it's job security. But he'll give me a game, and then he'll beat me by two, then he'll beat me two games. And, but I, I can't just have conversations about God with just Gabe. We had family dinners. They just ended for over the month of July. And I had people in my house, and, and Lily and Alex are here today. And I can't just talk to them about the gospel. I can't just talk to you guys about the gospel and the guys in the front row, the guys back. I got to go out into the wild and share the good news of the gospel. We're all called to be a church that goes out into the wild. I believe this a lot happens in the wild. I believe more happens out in the wild. I believe this every time, a lot of times when God speaks in scripture, he's out in the the wild. You remember when, when the enemy took him out to the mountain and or he was out in the mountain, he was fasting for 40 days and he was praying and the enemy attacked him while he was out in the wild, out in the wilderness. You know the story of the children of Israel. Man, those guys, they weren't really good listeners and then they were taken into captivity and they were out in the wilderness and they were out there wandering. All throughout scripture, there was a guy in the Bible by the name of Jonah. He was out in the wild. He literally was in the wild. Like he was in a big fish. Like I believe that God's called you and I to go out into the, out into the wild. 
Everybody say wild. A few of us got that. Okay, everybody say wild. That's good. I believe he's called us to do that. That song we sang today, I know he's coming back again. I believe that. That song is in my soul. That song is in my spirit. He's coming back again. He's going to come back and take us. I, know about, I don't know about you, but I know when he comes back, I want to be doing what God's called me to do. I want to be helping people know who God is. I want to be helping people find freedom and discovering their purpose and them going out and make a difference. That's what God's called us to do. I was talking to a friend of mine just yesterday. She was helping us set the church up. And she said, you know, I'm, she's, a, she's a hairstylist. Calls herself a, ther- a therapist. A therapist. When you, and so she said, I just, I love what I do. She goes, because I have an ac- opportunity every single time that I'm cutting someone's hair to share the good news of the gospel. She's out in the wild. We're called to be a church in the wild. So here's what I like to do over the next four weeks. I would like to take you guys out into the, I'd like you to take you guys out into the wild. I want, I want, to, I want to share some stories. Like there's some, there's some stories in the Bible where people are in buildings and, and God does an incredible thing and he moves and, and incredible things happen. But there's a lot of things that happens out in the, in the wild where you and I, I believe what God's called you and I to be. There's a prophet in the Bible, his name is Ezekiel. And probably one of the greatest, craziest visions that I've heard in the Bible is this guy's, this guy's vision, okay, that God put in his spirit. And he's sitting by the lake there, and, and he's just sitting there spending time with God. And I want to encourage you today, you should have times in your life where you're just spending time with God. And he's out there spending time with God, and God drops a vision in his heart. God drops a vision. Now, you might be saying, who's a prophet? What's a prophet do? God used kings in the Bible. He used judges in the Bible. He used prophets in the Bible. And he really used those people to help the children of Israel and help us people go in the right direction. I don't know about you today, but sometimes I'm going the right direction. I need a word to help me get in the right direction. God has given us his word to help us go in the right direction. we got to go in the right direction. God wants you to go in the right direction. He wants me to go in the right direction. In Ezekiel chapter 37, God drops a word in Ezekiel's heart, and Ezekiel has to do something with that word. I want to encourage you today that when you, God gives you a word, you have to do something with it. A church in the wild, when they hear a word, they do something with the word that God has put in their heart. I know if you're honest in here today, there's been times in your life where God has spoken to you and you said, no, I'm good. Now that word's for Diana, God. That word's for Justin. That word's for Kelsey or that word, that word that, that word's for the Beckmans. Like, they needed that word. I mean, that word, that word's for the Sepulveda. They need, like, no, there's a word that God puts in your heart, and you need to do something with the word that God puts in your heart. Are you going to be a church in the wild? Are we going to be a church? Are we going to be a church in the wild? So in Ezekiel chapter 37, Ezekiel's sitting there, and uh, the Bible says in verse 1 that the Lord took hold of me. It's a good place to be when God has a hold of you. You want God to have a hold of your life. The Bible says, and, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with, with dry bones. So you can imagine today, you, maybe you remember Lion King and there, whenever things were getting bad, it was, the animals were dying off and it was just a, it was just a pile, of, pile of bones out there. Or maybe you've driven down the road before if you live in Orlando, Florida, live in Winter Garden, wherever you live. You've seen some, you've seen some dead animals on the road. I, wa- I do want to say this. I live in a Kobe and there's been a, I feel like I live in the wild. Gabe came in here and he's like, you're not going to believe it. I'm like, what happened? He's like, there's a turkey outside. I was like, dude, we live in the country. Like, this is straight up country. And there's these four cranes that come, but now they have this turkey that they, he wants to get in their community, but the, the turkey can't get into their community. And that's what I love about this church. Remember where you come from, you can get into this community. But I'm like, yo, we live in the wilderness. We live in the, in the wilderness. So he brings them away and he takes them away and when he gets to this place, this, this, in this vision, he's there and he's in the middle of this valley of all these bones. 
And I'm sure he's like, this is weird, God, and God does weird things sometimes, but it's okay. But he says in verse 2, he led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground, and they were completely dried out. I mean, no, no skin, no cartilage, nothing was there. Then he asked me, son of man, can these bones become living people again? And, and, he, and, he, and he probably, you probably thinking if you were going to ask that question, you'd say, there's no way these bones can come back to life. I mean, we are in a, we're in a devastating place. I think some people today in, in, in this current COVID season that we're in, praise God we made it to August. Over half the year is gone. And I believe that the last half or this next half is going to be better than the first half. I saw a meme that said, uh, I'm not using my birthday this year. This year didn't count. I didn't use it well. You know, like, we're going we're gonna to go again. He's like, we're going to go again. And so he's like, yo, I don't believe there's any way for these bones to come back to life. That's what I'd be thinking. And, and he says here, what a, what a good answer. And this is a good answer for all of us today with all the questions that you may be asking God. And he says this, oh, sovereign Lord. Oh, God in control of the universe. Oh, sovereign Lord. I replied, you will, only you know the answer to that. Only you know the answer so we'll come back to that in, our, in, our, in, our, in our, some of our notes in just a few moments. But if you're taking notes online or maybe in the service, I would, I would underline the word, you, only God knows. We write things in your notes. Only, only God knows. Only God knows what's going to happen tomorrow. That's why he tells us in his word, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. You're here today. God's, God's already in tomorrow, working out tomorrow. He's already in your Monday. You're like, I'm glad someone's there. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad I'm not there, but I'm glad somebody else is there. Like, God's already in a Monday working out your situation. He's already in your Tuesday. He's already in Wednesday. He's already in Thursday. He's all, he's all places. The Bible says in verse 4, Then he said to me, Well, speak a prophetic word, speak a prophetic message or prophetic word to these bones, and say, Dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord, this is what the Lord's sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. I know some of you guys, you're new to the church, and you're like, this is where I'm going to draw the line. <laughs> like, if you take this out of context, you're like, yo, I'm not into, this is like, this is like extreme, West. Like, there's like, there's like church, there's like, we, you know, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible, like, I, I like church songs, I like the singing, but you're talking about, the, you're, they're talking about breathing life into dead, into dead things, and we serve a God that can do that. He goes, I'll, he, so he says here in the next verse, in verse 6, he says, I will put flesh and mus muscles on you, and I will cover you with skin, I will put breath into you, and you will come to life, then you will know that I am I am the Lord. Ezekiel says this, so I spoke this message, just as he told me to do. Suddenly, as I spoke, there was a rattling noise to cross the valley. Now the Bible is so cool because this is a, this is a vision and, and, um, and God dropped us in Ezekiel's heart, but God had taken a dead thing before and brought it back to life. I don't know if you remember or not, but in Genesis chapter 2, there was a dead thing that God brought back to life. The Bible says he took a bone out of Adam's Eve, out of, out of, out of Adam's side, and he took some mud and some dirt, and he put it together, and up came, up came Eve. And Adam was like, yo, Sade. Like he was excited, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we see this, this has happened before in Genesis chapter 2. So this isn't like crazy to God. It might be crazy to Ezekiel because Ezekiel wasn't here in Genesis chapter 2, but it wasn't crazy to God. But it is crazy to you and I because we're thinking there's no way this is possible. Well, in this, in this vision he gave him, because I spoke the message just as he told me to do. Suddenly there was a rattling noise. Now what would you do? Can you imagine today, if you're watching online or watching today, could you imagine if you started hearing bones start coming together? <laughs> that would be weird. I, I have some friends, they're, they're medical reps, and like it, they, they, they help sell these devices that help bones go back together and, and grow back together and help, prepare, help uh, damage ligaments, all these things. But this is what begins to happen 
in verse 7. Verse 8 says this, Then as I watched muscles and flesh formed over the bones, then skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath. And so like, like God's doing what he said he's going to do. He's doing, and, and I want to encourage you today, I don't know where you're at today in, in your walk with faith, and your walk with God, but like if God told you he was going to do something, he's going to do what he said he's going to do. He's always going to finish what he started. That's the God that we serve. So he says in the very first verse, do you think these things will come back to life? And, and Ezekiel's like, yo, God, only you know that. That was code for no. I don't know. Like it was rhetorical. He's like, yo, I don't know. Only you know the answer to that question, God. And so then it begins to happen. The bones begin to get together and, and the cartilage begin to go on the skin and, and blood begin to be in these bodies, but still no breath begin to come in the lungs. It says in verse 9, then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say this. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so that they may live again. Verse 10. So I spoke the message as he commanded me, and breath began to go into their bodies. Are you freaked out yet? I, I'm, I'm hoping you get freaked out because you should be freaked out because this is weird. Like only stuff, only, 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 this is like wild stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like only like, only like the like super spiritual Christians like believe this kind of stuff, you know? Like or only people that have been in church for more than a couple of weeks. Like if today at the end of the mess I gave you an opportunity to be saved, you're like, yo, I don't want to be saved. <laughs> because if this kind of weird stuff's going to be happening, I'm not, I'm not so sure I want to be a follower of Jesus if this is the kind of God, this is the kind of stuff that happens in these stories. The Bible says that he said, begin to speak this word. This is what Lord Sovereign Lord says, Come, O breath, from the four winds. So I spoke the message in verse 10, and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life, and they stood up on their feet. A great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. So prophetic word, or this, these, these, um, these visions that would come, they weren't just there because God was sitting around, and, and God, the, the, you and I, we want to draw something. We, we take out a piece of paper, and we draw, and we begin to... Or you take out some sort of canva, or you take out whatever you take out, and you begin to design. God's not bored and say, hey, let me just show you how I paint pictures. I just put visions in people's mind. He puts those visions so these pr prophets would go out and say, hey, guys, he's coming again. Like, things are going to be okay. He has a plan. Just follow, let's stick to the plan. Let's stick to the mission. Let's stick to the vision. Let's stick to the core values. Let's keep on going. The children of Israel had a hard time doing that. They would do good, then they would sin, and then God would... God would give them the consequences, and then they would do good, and then they would sin, and then consequences, and God would pull them back in again. And they were like, rinse and repeat. Every single, every single decade, it was the same exact thing with these people, over and over again. So verse 11 says this, Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying, we have become old and dry. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Some of you guys are like, yo, I feel that way right now. I feel like things aren't going. Things are, it's wild out there. We're politically divided. We're racially divided. We're, you know, we're physically divided. I mean, we're, we have all these different divisions. Like everyone is pulling this way and pulling this way and pulling this way and pulling this way. And if you need to know about what anybody thinks about anything, just go to their Facebook page. I, I remember I had a guy visit one time. And he, he visited the church about four years ago. And I was like, hey. It's like I was sending you a friend request, but you didn't like. I was like, you're not accepting the friend request. He's like, oh, you don't want to see my feed right now and during this political season. That's what he said to me. He's like, after the election's over, he goes, then I'll be your friend. <laughs> and I was like, dang. I, th I feel like we're so divided out there. And even, even Christians can be divided with other Christians. And 
going back and forth and we have people that are on the side of fear. Maybe there's people that are on the side of faith or maybe it's, maybe it's financial. Maybe there's a financial divide and there's people who have a lot and now there's people who have little. And we go back and forth. And there's all these tensions. It looks a lot like what we see in this story. The people of Israel, they had lost hope. Our nation is finished. Therefore, prophesy to them and say this. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Oh, my people. Oh, Hope Church. Oh, church in the wild, I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. Things are going to get better. Last week, you see on our signs, the best is yet to come. Someone gave me a bracelet, the best is yet to come. And you hear me saying the phrase, the best is yet to come. We believe the best days are ahead. And we get that right from Scripture. God says in this word, man, you're, oh, Israel, don't be, I'm going to open up the graves. You're going to come out of exile. Things are going to get better for you. And I want to encourage you today, if you're in financial distress, things are going to get better for you. If you lost your job, the job is coming. If you're hungry, the food is coming. If you don't have the relationship that you want or, or if you're in a relationship that you're trying to get out of, that's coming too. God's going to work it out. The best is yet to come. God's working out your situation. So he says here that the graves of exile, and they're going to cause you to rise again. Then I will bring you back to the land of Israel. When this happens, oh, my people, you will know that I am the Lord. And that's what God wants you to know, that he is the Lord. One of our core values is we aim to please the Lord. I, I walked through one, Psalms 115.1 with our team right before we started today. We're here for the Lord. Church, you're here for the Lord. Just nod your head. Just pretend like you like you're agreeing with me. Like you're here for the Lord. Yes, Pastor West, I'm here for the Lord. Like that's what we're here for. God brought us here to bring glory to His name, to worship Him. He's the only name that's worthy to be praised. Like we are here for Him. He says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you back. We're gonna, things are gonna get better." Verse 13. When this happens, oh my people, you'll know that I'm the Lord. I will put my Spirit in you, and you will live again. And you will return home to your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done what I said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. Take out your notes. I'm going to give you two things to write down here. Take out your camera. I'm going to have you take a picture of this on the screen in just a moment. But I want you to get this spirit. If we're going to be a church in the wild, it's going to take faith. It's going to take, to, to be the church that God's called us to be, to be the church that if we're, going to, if we're going to believe that God's called us to be a church in the wild and our time is now and we are made for this moment and we have all have a part to play and, and we have to do, to, and what we do today affects tomorrow and we believe that we have what it takes, we are the church. If we're going to believe that, it's going to take faith. You've got to have faith. Everybody say faith. That's good. Three of us got it. Everybody say faith. Good. We have to have, to be the church in the wild, it's going to take faith. We're going to have to take steps where we can't see. We're going to have to take, we're going to have to make moves that we're going to have to trust God to be on their side of the move. We're going to have to do things that are going to make completely no sense to everybody else, but it's going to make sense to God. These bones came back to life, the Bible says. And the cartilage came, the blood began to flow, and the Holy Spirit moved inside, and they began to move. And I want to encourage you, it takes faith to be a church in the wild. So write these down. Here's the first one. We need to have faith to believe. We need to have faith to believe. Here's, what I would, here's the tension I would throw you in today. If I were to ask you the question today, if God took you out to the west side of town or took you out to the, or maybe took you to my neighborhood because I got turkeys in my neighborhood, and, and maybe if God took you out to the wild there was a, and there was a valley of dry bones, would you believe, would you have the faith to believe that God could put them back together? I don't know about you, but I do. You can't be the church of the wild if you don't have great faith. It takes faith to invite that, that server at the restaurant to church. It takes faith to do that. It takes faith to trust God with your finances. It takes faith to trust God with your future. It takes faith to believe that God's going to do all that He says He's going to do. It takes faith to do that. 
It takes faith to believe that God's going to, that God's going to do what he says that he's going to do. It takes faith to believe that God can always bring new mercies every single day. It takes faith to believe that God can do immeasurably more. It takes faith that things can be, that are broken can be restored. It takes faith to believe that. Be honest with you, things don't make sense. That's where faith kicks in. I don't just believe things just because of the sake of believing. It takes faith to believe the things that I believe. It's going to take faith for you to believe the things that you believe. A lot of you hear that story and you're like, ah, that can never happen. I want to encourage you to say, where's your faith at today? Do you believe that, do you believe that God can do what he says he's going to do? Do you believe that? You have to make the choice. I have to make the choice. Do you have the faith to believe? believe the season that we're in now? Do you believe the season we're in now is not going to last forever? <laughs> Come on, Lord. <laughs> it ain't going to last forever. I'm tired of wearing a mask. I'm, not, I'm not really tired of wearing a mask. You know what I'm tired of? I'm tired of getting out of my car and getting to the front door and realize I forgot my mask and I have to go back and get it to. That's really what I'm mad about. Like my steps, I don't even count my steps, but if I were to, they'd be at all-time high just for me going back to get my mask. Like it's like I think sometimes like, oh, they're going to change, they, 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 everything changed. I haven't watched the news in about three months because it ain't helping me. The news is telling me, what the news is, even the numbers, even the numbers with the, with the COVID numbers, the news is like, hey, here's the numbers, here's the numbers. And then the report comes out, okay, the numbers that we said last week, they weren't real. I don't know what to believe. You know what, I, I don't know what to believe, but I know who to believe. It takes faith to believe. Here's the second thing. We need faith to build. We need faith to build. We're going to build something here. God's going to build something. The Bible says, God, God says the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And he says this, he's going to build the church. But you know who he's going to use to build the church? He's going to use your faith and he's going to use my faith. We're going to build something here. We're building something here. My buddy said, I got a friend of mine, his church is the same size as yours church. And he said he went back to church three weeks ago. I said, really, how was he? He goes, they have 30 people. And he said this to me, if I went back to church with only 30, <laughs> with only 30 people, I would turn back around. Here's what I know. God's building something here. He's just, he's, he always has been. He always will be. He's building something here. God put it in my spirit. We did 20,000 meals over COVID. We purchased and gave away 20,000 meals in Central Florida through our partnership with Second Harvest Food Bank. God put in my heart this month to do more than we've ever done. I told him, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this. Today, today alone, we're going to purchase today. We're gonna, when I leave here today, I'll, I'll, I'll call Second Harvest Food Bank and we're going to purchase today, one Sunday alone. We're going to give away 10,000 meals today, right now. I just believe that God's called us to build something. He's called us to build lives. When you leave today, you're a, at the front door, you're gonna, there's a bag that looks like this with a supply list. And we're going to fill this bag up and give this to teachers that serve in the hardest part of this city, the toughest school in the toughest area. And we're going to fill them up. We're going to give them some, some school supplies because they need it. Because it's going to be hard. Our teachers are going back and... I'm praying for them, but we want to build lives. We can build teachers' lives and build students' lives, and we can change the world that way. We're going to build something. You know we're going to build something? The thing we're going to build? We're going to build something that's going to last because people are going to last forever. The word of the Lord is going to last forever. Ezekiel told the people, hey, we're going to go out and do something. Like God's going to restore Israel. I'm not just trying to motivate you to have faith. Because that's great. Faith's awesome. But faith without works, the Bible says, that's dead. God said, I want to build your faith up because I want you to go out and build something. And we're going to build people. I wrote down my notes, we're going to build people, not things. 
we have eight core values at our church. One of our values is we are encouragers. You want to build some people? Start encouraging some people. If you think it, say it. If it's encouraging. <laughs> some of you guys are like, I've been waiting for a pastor to tell me that my whole entire life. If it's encouraging, say it to them. Build somebody up. People are out. They're sinking in quicksand and in oceans and bodies of water because no one's building them up. We should be a people that builds people because we've been built. God's built you. God's building me. You were, in Ephesians chapter 2, the Bible says that you were dead and God brought you back to life. You were bones with no cartilage, with no blood, with no veins, none of the things. And the Bible says that God brought you from death to life, which means you were just like the valley of dry bones. And you know how you got where you're at today? Somebody believed in you. God's, God, God has believed in me, but Craig Kilnan has built me. Parts of Ed Trinkle have built me. Dave Janney has built me. Men and women that have poured into my life. My Sunday school teachers, God bless them. Like, they have built me. I was telling a friend of mine, I was telling, I was telling someone the other day, but I get one call, Facebook message. Like, I was telling my sister, I, I get one Facebook message or a call like every quarter, and this is how it goes. I am so surprised that you're actually making a difference in the world. You were, you were, you were a screw-up in high school. And I always tell people, I didn't like West Beecham. I speak to our students. I didn't like West Beecham in high school. Dan always says to me, I hope our daughter doesn't date someone like you when you were in high school. <laughs> I'm like, me either. <laughs> God's, come, God's brought me a long way. Some people have built me. We're encouragers. One of our values is we do work here. We work here. We work to build people. I was telling Justin and Kelsey, I said, they, they had a family dinner at their house. I said, thanks for doing that. It takes time. It takes effort. You have to clear your schedule. Their schedule's busy. It takes money. They ain't serving hot dogs at their family dinner night. They probably had lobster and steak for all I know. Like, oh, next year I'm going to that family dinner. I was like, tacos, here you go. Went to Taco Bell and took all the meat out. Took the cheese out. I'm getting too far. The food was awesome. We need the faith to believe, and we need the faith to build. We're going to be a church in the wild. We're going to go out and do some things. We're going to go out and pour into some people's lives. We ourselves are going to believe that God's going to do what he says he's going to do. If the Bible says that God's come to give you an abundant life, we're going to believe that he's called, called to give us an abundant life. If Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 tells that he's got a work for his creator to do, we're going to believe that he's going to help us do the work that he started. If the Bible tells us that we were fearfully and wonderfully made, we're not going to believe that we were losers. We're not going to believe that we're failures. We're going to believe that God is going to help us to do what he says. We're going to believe that we're going to be all that God says us to do. If Ephesians tells us that we are called, we are chosen, he's given us a purpose, he has a plan for life. If the Bible says that, we're going to believe it at this church. Because that's what a church in the wild does. We're not going to walk around with our head down. We're going to walk our. We're going to walk around with our head up. And the reason why we're all going to head up because we're going to be able to lean back a little bit. We know why we're going to lean back a little bit because the Bible says that God is our cornerstone, and we're going to be able to lean up against a cornerstone with our chest up and our head up because God is greater than us. God is greater than anything that's out there. We can lean up, and we can go, and we can do what God's called us to do. We're going to be able to take steps because the Bible says that we can make our plans, but God orders our steps. And we know that when we take our step, God's going to be there on the other side of our step. We're going to believe that. We have the faith to believe and the faith to build because that's what a church in the wild has. They have faith. Let's believe it, church. Let's get this in our system. I sent my notes to Gabe, and he goes, you only got two points? I said, and I thought to myself, man, if we can get these two points, 
Faith's a big word. Faith's a, for, it's a small word, but it's, it's, there's a lot of implications there. Some of you, God, just put this in my spirit. Some of you guys need to walk away from some things that you, that you shouldn't be around in. Maybe that's for someone watching online. Maybe they're not here, or maybe that's for second service. I don't know, but some of you guys need to walk away from something that's holding you back. You know what it's going to take to do that? Faith. Some of you guys need to start doing some things, but some of you guys need to stop doing some things. It's going to take faith to do that. We're going to be a church in the wild. Some of you guys, you're, you're bold and you're crazy. Some of you guys are like, I'm just, my, some of you guys, are, when you leave here today, it's going to take faith for you to grab one of these. It might take more faith to bring it back. But you, you're, some of you guys think right now, man, things are tight for me, but you're, I'm just going to believe that God's going to provide for me. That's what you're going to believe. You're like, I'm just, God's going to help me. God's going to give me the money for a Sharpie and for a highlighter and for some sticky notes and for some facial tissues that are not used and, and some hand sanitizer. You're like, you're like, we got hand sanitizer. I don't even know where we're going to get to that, but we, we just got faith to believe it's going to be out there somewhere. You can get a bunch of it at CVS right now, but you can get it. We're going to believe for notepads and we're going to believe for disinfectant wipes and we're going to believe for crayons and markers and paper. And paper. You're just going to have faith. God's going to help you get that. You're going to pray and believe in your car that when you get out of your car, it's going to be 25 cents when you walk into Target. You have the faith to believe. <laughs> And then you're going to have the faith to go out and build. I invite you to bow your head and close your eyes. Lord, we love you. We're so thankful for your word today. Lord, we want to be a church of faith. We want to, have, we want to believe that a church, we, we want to believe that you can build some things. We want to, build, we want to believe that, that you can change us from the inside out. We want to believe that we can take this little word faith and we can apply it in a big way. We want to believe that today, God. That's what we want. We want to be a people of faith. We want, to be, we want to be people, God, that, that trust you with our finances, that trust you with our, with our minds, with our, with our heart, and with our soul, with our, with our family, and with our relationships. Like, we want to trust you for all the things, God. We don't want to lean on our own understanding. We want to lean on yours, God, because you're greater than anything we could ever put our faith and trust in. If you're here today or you're watching online and you've never placed your faith in Jesus Christ, it all starts there. You, you won't have the faith to build. You won't have the faith to believe unless you have the faith to trust Christ as your Savior. So wherever you're watching out today, if you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, your moment is now. The Bible says today is the day of your salvation. Wes, why do I need salvation? Because the Bible tells us that in Romans chapter 3 that we're all sinners. From the very beginning of time, when we woke up, we were sinners. But the Bible also tells us this, that because we've sinned, there's, there's a penalty. And that penalty is that we're separated from God. And the Bible says that if we would confess our mouth and we believe in our heart, then things can change. And we can, God went all in for us so we can go all in for him. And everything can be changed from here on. We want to believe that today, God. So if you're here today and you're saying, Wes, that's for me. I need, I need to be saved. Would you write where you're at? Would you say, dear Jesus? Oh, sovereign God, I know that I'm a sinner. I admit that I've done wrong. I believe that you died on the cross for me and you rose again three days later. I believe that today, God. Today, God, on this rainy day of August, I'm committing my life to you. May everything be different from this day forward. Help me to trust you. Help me to follow you all the days of my life and say thank you for saving me Jesus thank you for saving me if you prayed that prayer for the very first time today we're so excited for you if you're watching online would you let your online host know that today if you're here in the building today you're like man I've, I've placed my faith and trust in Jesus Christ would you grab one of our pastors one of our leaders and say hey man today I gave my life to Christ I just I've, I've trusted Christ for the very first time I became a Christian today or maybe you came with someone would you let them know it and they'll let one of us know we want to be able to celebrate that with you Hey, church, we're going to be a church in the wild. 
So if you're here today and you're, and you're under the sound of my voice or where you're watching online, would you just tell God right now that you're going to commit to being a church in the wild. You're going you're gonna to have the faith to believe. You're going to have the faith to build. You're just going to trust God with everything. If you trust God with the small things, you'll be able to trust Him with the big things. Let's just trust Him with all the things and let Him do what He says He will do. Lord, we love You. We thank You. We're so thankful for Your Word today. We're so thankful that You give us a prophet named Ezekiel. When people thought a story didn't matter, Lord, may we put ourselves in that story. May we take the practical applications from this Word today. And it reminds us that we need to have the faith to believe like Ezekiel did. And we need to have the faith to go out and build. And Ezekiel had to go out and do something with this message. God, and we got to go out and do something with this message. And that's to believe and to build things that matter. And people matter to you, God. Your Word tells us that you've got a plan for all of us. And the plan that you've got for all of us is to go out and change the world. To reach lost people. To share the gospel. To preach the good news and make disciples. And help us to go out and do it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me invite you to watch the screens. Hey, thanks so much for spending your Sunday morning with us. If you're new with us today, don't forget to fill out our online connect card. You can go to our website at hopewintergarden.com and click on the I'm New tab. Take a minute to fill that out, and then on your way out, stop by the info bar tent, and we'd love to put a small gift in your hand. Just a small token of our appreciation for you being here. At Hope Church, one of our core values is that we are generous. If this is your first time with us, please don't feel any obligation to give whatsoever. We're just so glad you're here. If you did come prepared to give today, there are a few different ways that you can do that. You can give online at hopewintergarden.com or you can text an amount to 84321. You can also drop your gift off with one of our ushers located in the back of the auditorium. Thank you for your generosity. It is truly making a difference in our community and around the world. We want to make sure you are up to date on all that is happening here at Hope Church for you and your family. Check out this week's Hope Happenings.